Hey moms, I am so honored to share this space with you and to be able to welcome you to Beyond Motherhood Radio. Here we will talk all things motherhood and parenting, relationships, mindset, child development, and tapping into your purpose, all to help you live your most aligned and best life. My name is Brittany and I am married to my high school sweetheart, a mother to four children under the age of six, a certified parenting coach and former elementary school teacher turned stay-at-home mom. I'm on a mission to help you raise amazing human beings, live your purpose, and stay somewhat sane in the process. If you're ready to go beyond motherhood, let's jump in. Welcome back to Beyond Motherhood Radio. Today, I am bringing you a conversation with a good friend of mine who is also a very busy mom. We finally had the chance to sit down and talk about some of the really cool things that she's been doing, both on the internet and in real life. Um, Holly Logan is a family nurse practitioner who, before becoming a stay-at-home mom to her three boys, worked in primary care pediatrics. She was previously a camp nurse, a school nurse, and worked in women's health practice prior to pursuing her master's degree. Her passions have always been in family wellness, centered around quality time, supportive nutrition, outdoor activities, and constantly evaluating and improving family communication. She now spends her days caring for her family and supporting her husband's business while also trying to support and educate women and families wanting to understand more about their health from caring for a cold to transforming your dinner plate. Her goal is to develop sustainable strategies to build generational wellness for her community. And wow, she is a wealth of knowledge. I hope you enjoy this conversation as much as I did. And be sure to take a look at our show notes at the end of the show where you'll find the PDF that's referenced in our conversation it is, it's amazing. So grab that, download that, take it to your next appointment. You'll hear all about it in our show today. I hope you enjoy. And remember, we have a new email address, beyondmotherhoodradio at gmail.com. If you have any show suggestions, comments, uh, anything you want to share with me, I would love to hear it. Enjoy today's episode. Welcome, Holly. It is a true honor to have you with us today. You are not only a friend, but someone I look up to. With immense pride and gratitude, you are helping so many moms, and I hope you know that. Um, I gave a brief introduction about who you are prior to pushing record with you, but I want you to explain to us who is Holly, what is your mission in this world, and what sets your soul on fire? Thank you, Brittany. (laughs) I'm excited to be here. This is my first interview, but I love your podcast and I could talk all things family and family wellness all day long. So I'm excited to be part of your audience, but my name is Holly. I'm a family nurse practitioner and nurse by trade and education. I'm so grateful for my experience and, but my passions really stem from my own health issues with my gut, my mental health, some family health issues, health issues with my kids and experiencing postpartum and becoming a mother. Uh, I just love to dig a little deeper now into what wellness means for me and my family and how I can translate that into helping other families. So I feel like being a mother is my rewarding mission in this world. Um, But to be honest, I feel deeply that my meaningful work is also in health with families. I want to serve families by sharing tips and strategies and any tidbits that have helped me become a more physically and mentally well mother and parent. And I hope that's my story sparks someone else to create action in their life and in their family's life to build healthy families for generations to come. So that's my mission. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. I love that. Um, You've held a lot of titles in your career. Can you talk about some of the positions that you've held? 
Sure. So my first nursing job, I was a summer camp nurse, which I loved um, caring for kids for two and a half weeks from all across the world. I was their parent away from home. Then I was a school nurse. And fun fact, I was Brittany's school nurse when she was a kindergarten teacher. Um, And then I was, yes, I was an outpatient. uh, I was in an outpatient women's health practice. Um, I loved moving into that specialty because I learned so much about pregnancy, postpartum, had a lot of meaningful conversations about uncomfortable topics, um, sexual health, miscarriage, really uncomfortable topics for some people. And I also um, always loved pediatrics. So they kind of welded very well together. But I decided to go for my master's, become a nurse practitioner because I wanted to be able to do more on my own and have more independence. So I switched back over to pediatrics after some amazing clinical experiences and wanting to serve women in a different way. So because at women's health appointments, you see them maybe postpartum at two weeks and six weeks postpartum. In pediatrics, I'd see them at day four, two weeks, a month. I got to see them all the time, which is so wonderful about pediatrics is it's so focused on uh, education. So and that's what I love. So now you have switched over to a stay at home mom. Which yes. you said is uh, an amazing blessing for you, but you're still using your knowledge. Thank goodness for all of us. Can you explain to us the amazing things that you're doing and the content you're creating during your nap times and your pockets of your day? Sure. So actually during my second postpartum, I had this passion project or idea where I wanted to share so much more of my postpartum experience, but I was working and I just had too much stress to add to my plate at that time. So when I left practice in 2021, starting to share some personal and children's health tips, lots of like managing colds, illnesses, random things. But I've really wanted to make this transition into family wellness rather than just pediatrics. Um, And that stems a lot from professional and personal experience. I see so many families with questions and concerns about their children, which is wonderful. But at the end of the day, it's also how we care for ourselves in our home, um, which is what will alter the course and create a sustainable path for health in our families. So when a family would come to me and tell me that their kids only eat nuggets and pizza, it became a bigger conversation. It became a question about finances, what the families are eating, are they sitting down for family meals, there are just so many factors. And that's really what I wanted to transition more to, um, and create a a wellness course and resources to help women and families evaluate how they can care for themselves when it comes to eating stress, emotions, self esteem, toxic burdens in their home, you name it. Um, But at the end of the day, it's these foundations that build strong wellness for families and you need to choose what actions you're ready to take. So um, honestly, this is just the beginning. I have a, I have a problem with moving forward because um, I fear I'll change gears again. So fair warning. This is what I <laughs> love to talk about uh, today. I also have a myriad of interests like centered around wellness, pediatric trauma, parenting, mental illness, addiction, so many things. So don't be surprised if you hear me in six months, talk about something completely different. But I'm okay with that. (laughs) I actually, I love that about you because you are, you are so knowledgeable in so many different areas. Like when we were talking about doing this podcast in general, like what, what should we do? What avenue should we go on? Because you're just, you're so full of so much knowledge. And I love that you said we're taking care of ourselves as the, as the mom or the caretaker first. It's a lot of what we talk about here on this podcast Mm -hmm. is like, how can we uh, give ourselves what we need so that we can then in turn provide the best care and the most love for our our children and our families. Um, You talked a little bit about this, but what made you decide to jump into this venture? 
So I've wanted to serve a community in a different way and in a big way. And it hasn't, what I've been doing and working on hasn't felt like work for me. And I mm. feel like when you have knowledge or confidence in something, like when you speak about respectful parenting, it feels like our duty or responsibility to share it. Yes. That's how I feel about knowledge. I don't feel that because I was given this education and this knowledge as a nurse practitioner, I, I hold on to it and then I hold the keys to it. Mm. I feel like our job is then to share it. Oh, that's so powerful. Thank you for it, for saying it that way. That's that's key. Yeah, it really it's that's I don't feel that my education is something I hold on to and it's only belongs to me and it's it's almost like selfish. It feels selfish to not share it with others. So, um now where exactly does this passion idea come from? I could honestly go into a lot of my own journey, but I ultimately feel we are most qualified to be the person that we used to be. And that's a quote I got from someone else that I listened to. And I know my work is in service to women and families. I don't have exact clarity as to what that looks like, but I used to struggle a lot with my physical and and mental health a lot more than people know. And I feel it's a, it's my lived experience that it's my duty to share and help make an impact. And so to help women and families and parents understand what we don't know about our children's health, our own health, and how we can make changes, simple changes, again, for the health of our families for generations. I'm glad that you mentioned parents don't know what they don't know, um, because I resonate with that so much. It's very similar to why I have these parenting conversations and ultimately this podcast. Sometimes we just need more things, more digestible as consumers. And in this case, a consumer is a parent. And on your Instagram page, which is what? Can you share your Instagram handle with us? Yes, Holly Logan Health. Holly Logan Health. And I will share that in the show notes too. Uh, in your content, you always say it's not medical advice, it's for educational purposes only. And personally, I view you and come to you for so many medical things with my children. So can you explain that disclaimer that you add in and why you use it? Sure. Honestly, that's a very annoying legal issue. Um, I just, disclose, <laughs> to okay. be completely honest, I disclose it as a disclaimer because this isn't, everything that I give isn't medical advice because I I don't want anyone ever to ignore their child or their provider's advice just because of something I say um, when I'm not doing their full evaluation, not getting their health history, their exam. So it'd be irresponsible for me to give medical advice. I do hold licenses, not really formally using them, but I do hold them. Um, But also in general, I just give information and I want people to be curious and reach out to their providers and talk to them about it. I I honestly hate that disclaimer because I clearly am not trying to take over someone's medical care, but my goal is to serve, to educate, to support. And so that is, you will see that across um, anyone who holds kind of licenses that we have to give that disclaimer. Um, Trust me, I kind of wanted, I I have thought about even like handing over my licenses, but it allows me to do other things just solely because I'm I'm here to educate. And that's what I want to do. Educate and support. (laughs) I come to you with a lot of questions and I, yeah. I, I appreciate so much of your advice, even if we can't label it as medical. Yeah, I, which I, but I do love it. I do love it. <laughs> and like I had mentioned a little bit earlier, we were talking about sharing some, some things together on this podcast and we came up with so many different topics that we could dive into. You are a wealth of knowledge on so many subjects, but we landed on today's discussion because we both felt that it is so common but not talked about enough, as with many topics that we touch upon here on Beyond Motherhood Radio, so it just made sense. You actually titled our podcast today, and it comes directly from a document that you have created for parents, and it's called Empowered Patient Worksheet. So if we can, can we dive into that a little bit? 
Yeah. So I actually haven't shared this with anyone, but one other person, um, Mm -hmm. but, uh, and still probably have some work to do on it. But what I find is that parents and individuals have a hard time having conversations with their providers about their health, whether for themselves or their children. So when people talk to me, like recently, when I took my kid to the emergency department, the providers can always say like, you're in the medical field, right? Like, by the way, I talk. So I know what to say. I'm organized because it's how we're taught to communicate. So it's very just ingrained in me. So oftentimes people reach out to me with medical issues and I want to help them organize their problems because I can't, I can't give that formal medical advice in a little snippet of information as well, but I needed a way to help people navigate healthcare. It's really challenging now from um, a consumer perspective and from a healthcare provider perspective too. You know, patients have a lot of resources at their fingertips, which is wonderful, but it's also challenging. And so providers are faced with patients who want like efficient appointments, instant solutions. It's hard from both perspectives. So the Empower Patient Worksheet is something I created over time to rethink and reorganize how we approach our doctor's visits. It's, It's meant to help organize and approach these visits in like a meaningful way to encourage like a team approach when it comes to a patient provider relationship and be frank about expectations so they Mm. can be discussed. So that's the brief overview of what this document was created for. Okay. Can we dive a little deeper? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So, so my thought is that I can't be in everyone's back pocket or be a liaison at each person's appointment, though. I feel like that's something I'd love to do too. Yes. Um, providers wouldn't love me, but if I was on the phone, um, that would, I would love that. So the goal here is to organize your problem before a visit. So providers need to know the what, why, how, what makes it better or worse? What have you tried? All the things that we're taught to collect as a provider, we're taught to collect, but I feel like as patients, we often forget the small little details. Yes. So when we're finally in a room, it's an opportunity to sit with yourself first and understand the problem. And then we read and hear a lot now and we can Google so many things that can be wonderful, but also scary. So it's an opportunity to be honest as a patient about your worries and having those conversations and kind of sparking those conversations, I guess, with your provider. So in that same breath, people expect whatever they want when they want it and want instant gratification from the provider side. I don't want to slam providers here. I've been one myself. I understand there are some people who come in who want a very complicated issue figured out right away. So it is by from both perspectives, it's very difficult. But um, again, not everything's a quick fix in medicine. So the goal of the worksheet is to be clear of the problem, clear of your ideas and expectations as the patient, but also help your provider to understand what you're looking for. And that just opens up conversation to what the next steps are, what can be done right away, what the next pieces of the puzzle need to be figured out, what the plan looks like moving forward. So do I think this worksheet is like life changing or um, anything particularly special? I maybe not, but I do think standard medical forms don't serve us anymore, to be honest. I haphazardly fill them out. I don't, I want them to be meaningful. I want them to elicit conversation and I can help people fill these forms out and talk to their providers without being in their back pocket. And that was kind of my idea is if someone came to me with a problem too, I could help this fill this out and to gear the conversation. So when they go to those appointments, it's more efficient and what the patient's looking for and the information the provider's looking for. That was the goal. 
Yeah. And it is so comprehensive. And it, it, like you said, you go into these appointments sometimes and you know that there's a problem or maybe there's not mm-hmm. a problem and you're just going in and then they ask you these questions and you're trying to finagle <laughs> your, your baby or your other kids that you may have tagged along with you at the doctor's office, <laughs> me. And then yeah. you just forget what you're supposed to say or forget the details. And this mm-hmm. worksheet is so key. Sometimes I even forget, like, they're like, how many times did your baby feed in the last 24 hours? I'm like, I don't I don't know. Those are the questions that you know that they're going to ask, but you don't have a clear answer in the moment because one reason or another, you just might be scattered in the moment. So having something concrete, I love that. I love that so much. I just think as a, as parents, as consumers of healthcare, we kind of go in with chronic health issues. We want to be organized so that way we get the most out of those appointments. So we don't walk out and say, well, that was a waste of my time, or I didn't get my answers. And again, the idea I put actually on there, this is not an order form. This is not you hand this over to your provider and you say, this is what I want. And this is what I'm going to get. It's if I have this concern and I'm wanting a specific lab, a specific test, explain to me why that's a good idea or it's a bad idea. That's the whole goal is like leaving, knowing if this is my expectation, it's so, you can link it so much to kids, right? Mm -hmm. Kids set an expectation and then we need to explain to our kids, well, you have, we set this expectation. This is why you're not going to have 17 cookies after (laughs) your lunch today. Um, It's no different as adults. Sometimes we need that if we're like, well, I expected to be ordered a CT scan to explain to me why that's not going to happen. I think that's really important to be happy as a consumer and a provider. So. Yeah. And I think to add to that just a little bit, I think that consumers or patients want to feel validated that they're not crazy if that's the right Mm -hmm. word or if they're making the right decisions especially for their kids like I want to know that what I'm doing here is is helpful and I am getting the most out of my appointment like you said Mm -hmm. um just to connect this a little bit I was my daughter Murphy just got some braces for her her feet And I asked the physical therapist, you know, after she had already gotten her braces, they're on, she feels really confident in them. I I asked her, I said, was this the right decision? Just because I Mm want to know that like what I'm doing for my kid is, I don't know, you know? And so having a professional there to be able to provide that yes or no, or explanation or explanation of expectations, really. Mm -hmm. Um, So I, I think that that is, is really important. And I think that this worksheet is so helpful for going to be so helpful for all of us. And I will again, share it in the show notes for us. Yeah. I think it's just being honest to sitting with yourself for a minute and being very honest with providers about what you're concerned about, whether it's, it could be way in left field and the provider may have never heard of it before. I will tell you people in pediatrics came to me all the time with things I have never heard of. Mm. And that's not to speak. I mean, yes, that speaks maybe to some of my inexperience when I was first practicing, but also let's face it. People used to go, our parents went in and believed everything the pediatrician said, because that was, those were our resources. Now, We have so much on social media. We can Google things. People would come at me with things that I've never heard of. But as a provider, it was my job to say, I don't know. I was very good at saying, I don't know, but I promise I'll get back to you on it. I think both providers and patients need to have a little humility in what we do and don't know. So providers don't know everything. Patients don't know everything. 
we all need to find humility in what we do and don't know. <laughs> and that comes from both patients and providers. Providers don't know everything. Patients don't know everything. They're really the goal is a worksheet. Again, is just to spark those important conversations. And can we also connect that to parenting as parents oh, know everything too? <laughs> exactly. Right. So we don't know everything as parents, but again, it's like sparking that curiosity of, I think you do that a lot for me too, is you are not telling when on your podcast, you're not telling people what to do and how to parent. You're giving them little tidbits of information that hopefully spark some action or change in their life. And that's what I, it's the same with medicine and how I handle things. It's no different how I handle my household. I am not perfect every day. I have to change all the time how I speak to my kids, how I speak about myself, but I don't, I try just to acknowledge that every day. And no, you've said to me before, or I've heard you say many times, parenting's a long game, right? Yeah. It's the same with everything else. Health yeah. is the lo- is a long game. Everything is, we can always make adjustments to our life. So yeah. that's, that's <laughs> perfect. All connected together. Are okay. there any other questions that I didn't know enough to ask you today? I don't think so. Um, I, we kind of covered, I think we covered a lot. I think we did too. I do have a couple of questions that are a little more like fun and personal. Is that okay? Yeah. Okay. So what makes you feel inspired and your best self? So that was a wonderful question. Um, Movement definitely helps. And I don't just mean in formal exercise form. I think just being outdoors, remembering how to just play with my kids, Mm -hmm. shoot a ball, play tag, build a fort. That's actually something I have to make a conscious effort for because I'm very, I'm a task oriented person and I always feel like I have to be working on something. So that's something I have to think about every day, Um, just how to be present and enjoy something other than a to-do list. I don't consider myself creative, but I express myself a lot in writing that a lot of people won't ever see. (laughs) Um, But I feel like my best self, though, for sure, when when I'm caring for myself through movement, nutrition, and a little creative time, those are my probably big things. And I'm not a creative person. I've had someone say to me before that I seem like such a creative, playful, engaging mother. And I think that's wonderful that I put that persona. And yes, I try to aim for that throughout the day, but I am not creative and I hate art messes and things like that. So it's something I have to consciously be aware of and understand and uh, chronically reflect on. (laughs) I can connect to that very much. Task oriented, always feel like you need to be doing something. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, If you could turn back time and tell your pre-kid self something, what would you tell Mm her? Uh, In all honesty, it's follow your gut. I ignored a lot of what I felt was right and true because of what I was taught in academia or because I worried too much about what others would think of me. But I needed to learn to listen to myself earlier on in life. And it's a path I'm still trying to stay on and I'm not perfect about. But um, don't tell yourself the story of who you are and what you believe and accept that you can never change. Mm-hmm. We are learning flexible, intuitive creatures. And I wish I had learned that at a younger age. I I often reflect on that and I always get curious, like if you had known that at a younger age, would it be as powerful as it is now? Does that well, make sense? Yes, it does. Because another, you know, person that I listen to in my life talks about um, how ha- life happens for us and not to us. So my husband and I often talk about would I have pursued nursing if I had followed more of my intuition? 
Uh, I don't think so. Mm. But because I became, I went into nursing and did fall in love. There are aspects of being a nurse that I absolutely love and the education that I was given and that I pursued because of it. I've opened up a whole other world for myself as a mother, as a parent, as a educator, owning a business, you name it. Um, so I'm, I think it's just okay. I accept that I may have to pivot. I'm pivoting a little bit and that's okay. I, I can't look at those I can't look at that education as waste of time. Yeah. yeah. You have to just look at it as um, we were given this, it was an opportunity or life happened for us and now we can pivot a little bit and that's okay too. Yeah. And I think you're using so much of it now. Yeah. Day day. Exactly. I think I want to end with this one. Any last thoughts that you'd like to leave with us for today? I'd love for your words to be the ones that our listeners end with today. So I do believe that if we all had a little more empathy for one another and coupled that with personal responsibility and strong internal values, the world would be a better place. Oh my gosh. If you're struggling in your role as a mother or a parent or a wife or a family member or a friend, I encourage you to serve others. I've found a lot of clarity trying to serve others while also actively reflecting on how I could better take care of myself and my family. I don't believe that I'm anyone special, but I slowly built my self-esteem by being honest with myself and how I care for myself and those around me. Uh, And it's something I constantly try to improve. And I hope the same for each of you. Okay. (laughs) I don't even want to say anything because yes, I want to end on all of that. (laughs) So good. Holly, thank you so much for your time, your energy, your expertise. I know that you had to, we both had to make some child care situations happen today in order to connect this morning but I really appreciate your time and I always value all of your insight and all of your knowledge so thank you for sharing yourself with the world thank you thank you for having me I hope you loved today's episode and if you did would you share it with another mom friend we cannot support each other enough these days and perhaps sharing this podcast will bring some light to someone else in your life Feel free to leave a rating and review so that we can continue to have more important parenting conversations together. See you next time.